2: I thought a lot about it, and, uh, you know, uh, for every single one of us, at least wise, you know, we our time—we run out of time at some point. And and, uh, life is based on different chapters, and uh, I think I'm ready to experience the next one in my life. Ortiz in the
3: deep right field. Back is Sheffield. We'll see you later.
2: Day to announce that uh, after this season I'm gonna be done with my career in, uh, playing baseball. Like, I, uh, I would like people to remember me as a, as a guy that was just proud of the family. You know, a guy that uh, was trying to do um, the best, not only on the field but with everyone around him. Uh, Base for this night, just based on putting up numbers. You know, this is our second family. This is our city, and nobody gonna dictate our freedom. Stay strong. Thank you. Uh, whatever is around you on a daily basis, this this life is like second family, and and I always have good thoughts for everyone around me. Baseball, besides God, it just it just it, it have just flipped my whole life over, not just mine, my whole family, you know what I'm saying, because I see how people struggle out there, I struggled before, and and I know how hard it's to make it to the top.
1: Tenth pitch of the at-bat coming up.
0: Little blooper, center field, that drops down for a hit, here comes Damon, he's in the
3: score, and the Red Sox win it in 14 innings. They're going to
2: uh, it's something that I, I got to thank God every day for it, and I'm, I'm really proud of what I had accomplished through the years. Big Poppy David Ortiz about to lead it off here in the fifth inning,
3: sitting on 499 home runs. Ortiz to right field, back goes Souza, looking up, and it it's gone. with number
2: 500. I'm very thankful for uh, having fans like you guys who have supported me through my career. I wish I can play another 40 years. So, so uh, I have you guys behind me, but it doesn't work that way. And uh, after next year, um, time is up. So let's enjoy this season. Red Sox trailing 5-1, and
3: Poppy gets in. The big right-hander, Benoit, delivers. swinging a high-deep drive on the right field. That would score to the right. Hunter on the move. Racing back. It's over his head. It's gone. It's in.
2: One constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. It hasn't happened at Fenway Park for 95
0: years.
2: The Red Sox are world champions.
0: All right, fans, this is, of course, Red Sox beat on. LNS Radio. This episode is, of course, brought to you by Casper, an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price because everyone deserves a great night's sleep. Get $50 off any mattress purchased by visiting, of course, Casper.com backslash Celtics and enter that promo code Celtics to get your uh, very comfy Casper mattress for $50 off. So that's always fun. Um, That little audio I just played was a little thing I put together in uh, accordance to David Ortiz. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some other stuff going on around baseball as well. Um, of course, you can find us on Twitter, at Red Sox underscore Beat, on Facebook, uh, Stitcher and iTunes are the two places you can listen to us the most, um, and we appreciate, obviously, all the support, the rate, the reviews, and the subscribes you can do on iTunes as well. I am joined, of course, by Jess Thomas and Lauren Campbell. Um, how are you two fantastic people doing?
3: Better after hearing that, that Ortiz. <laughs> <laughs> it, it had everything in it. You got the you got speech, you got the 2004, the huge hits from there, you got you got Dave O'Brien going nuts, you got all, you know, oh, man. What did video. Yeah, uh, it,
0: I, I did my best. I, did, I I just, I whipped it up. I did something. I was bored this afternoon. And the plan was just to play the, uh, the one that was at the end, the 2013 call, because I know you love that call, Jess. Uh, it has personal meaning to me. It does. <laughs> and then I was like, wait, I'm bored. I could do something better. And I did that. So there you go. It was beautiful. Um,
1: Absolutely beautiful.
0: I didn't want to like make. I made sure I sent it out earlier to both of them before I played it. So I wanted to make sure they approved, and I got a resounding approval for that. So I'm glad. I'm glad it got your Red Sox fandom going a little bit here in November during Thanksgiving week. Um, if
3: that doesn't get people so excited for the show. Nothing will. I know.
0: I, I did my best. <laughs> I'm
1: That's all I it over do. and over and over again. Just
0: play it on a loop. Just, we just do that for an hour. I can sit here and play that, and they can, you can just listen to that. Uh, beats our voices. Um, so let's start with that, guys. So We've got plenty to talk about obviously, today, but that's kind of the big news we had this week. David Ortiz came out on the Players' Tribune, of course, because everyone nowadays does stuff on the Players' Tribune, um, and released a video announcing his retirement. That was his whole whole speech intertwined. If you haven't heard the whole thing, you can go to the Players' Tribune and listen to it, too. Um, I will say, first of all, before I say my reaction to it, I don't know if I like the – I mean, I get why he did it. He's all, I think he's a co-founder of the Players' Tribune, too, but um, – I hate that he did it over the Players Tribune. Like no one could ask him questions. This was a very abrupt thing. Like we, no one really can be surprised when David Ortiz announces retirement because he's old enough at this point where he can kind of retire when he wants. But like he's hit so well last year, and this year we expect the same. This is kind of a shocking thing to me because now and now you don't you can't ask questions because he wasn't in front of a microphone. He didn't mention the Red Sox at all in that video. Like what's why the video? guy? I, I was kind of freaked out by the video. Don't get me wrong. I'm not mad that he's retiring. I'm not shocked at all that he's retiring. Part of me thinks, well, no, I'll give my, I'll leave my conspiracy theory for after you guys give me your take. What was your thought on David Ortiz retiring? Before I put my mumbo jumbo in there,
1: well, I was kind of, I was kind of shocked by it. But at the same time, you have to think he's just turned forty. He's had a great career. He's been with, he's been in the the major leagues for what twenty years or something like that. So, I mean, obviously it was coming, but I didn't think it would be so abrupt and so. I guess so into the off season because it's very early in the off season, and maybe I was kind of thinking if this was going to happen, he would announce it during spring training or in the middle of the season, even, but not, not not November.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah, that was the strangest thing to me was definitely the timing of it. I don't have a problem with it being on the Players Tribune because I mean, it's it would be kind of weird if it was just like, all right, guys, press conference, I'm going to announce my retirement. It just, I don't know, that that wouldn't make that much sense either, especially being November like it is now. Like you guys said, it's just a random time of year off season. So I think... What well,
0: was his birthday? It was his, it was his birthday. birthday.
3: That Yeah, I guess that makes sense. And that's kind of like, oh, now I'm officially, I don't want to say officially old, but in terms of at least sports, hi, I'm officially old now, so I'm going to retire. Yeah, I'm old, so now <laughs> I
0: can retire. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So I thought that was fine, but it's... Yeah, I mean, I expect him to be maybe a little longer, but the way I see it is he's still really good. He's going out on top. He's not taking the, the Kobe Bryant route where he just gets injured in his last three years and hardly plays it all and just fizzles out. Like The way to go out is to go on top. Like Larry Bird, he went out on top. He was great. He was injured. He said, I'm done. You know, Ortiz says, I'm I'm still obviously good, but I'm 40. I'm not going to be good forever. Let's go out on top.
0: The way I look at this, and one, the Red Sox have to win the World Series now. No questions. <laughs> they have to. It's going to be difficult,
3: like, but hopefully.
0: It's World, it's World Series or bust because he's retiring. Um, but... The way – we've had so many great memories of him that no one around here is going to be mad at him retiring. To me, though, it's – it seems like it wasn't going to happen now. But all of a sudden, there's situations going on on the team and the positional-wise. He could play for another four or five years, like the way this this guy's been hitting and the shape he's in. I just think he – like you said, Jess, he wants to go on his own terms. He doesn't want to fizzle off. He wants to go out, like, with some left on the field. He doesn't want to leave it all on the field, I guess. That's the way to put it. Now – I'm not – like I said before, I'm not mad he's retiring by any means. Like he 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 can do whatever he wants. He's earned that right. He's won us three rings, especially 2013 when that guy just was hitting the ball like incredibly. Um, that thing was a beach ball the entire World Series. But I, I'll give you my conspiracy theory because I'm a big fan of these things. Um, my thinking is this. The Red Sox went up to him and said, look, we can't find a spot for Hanley Ramirez. We really can't. Like we're trying to trade him. It's not working. All this stuff. He can't play hundred and sixty two games at first base. It's not possible. So he's gonna to have to platoon sometimes at D H you're not gonna play as much this year. And he said, Well, screw that. Okay, this is my last year then.
1: I think you're crazy.
0: I think I'm crazy. Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm called worse. If, hey. If
1: Ben Sherrington was still in front office, maybe I'd think that way. But I don't I don't think I think if he wanted to go out he wants to go out on his own terms. I don't think he's the kind of guy who'd be like, nope, never mind, this is my last season. I, I think. Well, yeah, this,
0: this is his own terms because he doesn't want to just fizzle out and split time with Hanley at DH and all this stuff. He wants to go out for a full year. He wants to go out with his last year before they start really trying to incorporate Hanley even more.
3: Right, but what you're saying is that they're saying like, hey, uh, we need him to play, so maybe I uh, get out the door maybe a little sooner. That's kind of what it sounded like you were saying.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I
0: was saying. Right, so that's not his own terms. That's an yeah, ultimatum. Yeah, so, no, because they said this kind of is his own terms because he's saying, he's, I'm not saying they were pushing for retirement in 2016. I'm just saying they were, gonna t- they were telling him, you're not going to play full-time at DH anymore. You might get more days off there than you're used to. And he, said, uh, he, probably, he might have said, I don't want that. I want to play. And now he's like, well, you know what? Screw that. You have a new GM. You, I don't know you that well. I'm going to retire after this year because it's like, you know what I mean?
1: Pish posh.
0: I know you all. Mean, I mean, do whatever. I, I can
3: see why you why you think that they do that because I know you you uh, you've always thought there's a lot of behind the scenes things, but there could be. I, I have no reason to think there's not, or the reason to think there is. But I think if they were to do that, that'd be really petty. And I think he, would in, in David Ortiz terms, cause I know he's a he's enjoys to swear. He would just say bleep you if they say <laughs> if they say anything about like hey let's uh, what's, let's uh, what's finagle this. He's going to say I'm going to do whatever I want, and you guys can go screw off. But not in the same terms I'm, you're saying. Just, just in terms of like, you're not going to tell me what to do. I'm going to do what I want. So, and I think maybe this is just what he wanted.
0: I think, and it wouldn't surprise me. I'm, I'm not saying that that's wrong. I'm not saying that I'm right. I just like bringing these things up because it makes for a good discussion. Um, this could have been. He could have been thinking about this. He, his, his contract vested for this year because he obviously races. His, what was required of that to, to fest. So maybe he thought, okay, if I don't get it, that'll be a deciding factor. If I don't get it, I'll retire. If not, I'll play one more year. That probably was the case. He probably was thinking retirement the whole time. But for me, it's he could have easily played a couple more years. And obviously it's probably just him wanting to be with his family. He turns 40. There's a reason why he did it on his birthday. Like, I, I try, I, that's where I'm leaning towards. But the fact to me is you have a new guy in charge – you have a guy playing first base who has no right having a glove on and should not be here in the first place. But clearly, they want to be the DH of the future, which is horrible and sucks. But that's what we're kind of being left with. And then you have a guy who's been the cl- most clutch guy probably in the Red Sox history, and you probably got—he probably got told at some point, "Hey, you're going to have to sit a few more games." That's my belief. And he didn't want that, and he said, "Screw it! I'll go. I'm just going to announce it now." Because there's a good chance that he won't even. Because isn't there something in his contract that? For this for this year too, that if he gets a certain amount of um, plate appearances or something, it's best for 2017.
1: Yeah, I thought he had an option for 2017, some kind of like like you said, plate appearances or something like that. But uh, maybe he just thinks it's time. I, he's he's tired. He's old. And <laughs> <laughs> how can he be tired? He doesn't play. Like, he it's tough, it's tough being the 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 most clutch hitter in Red Sox history. It's tired.
0: He's up late. He's up past his bedtime a lot of times, I, most nights. So.
1: so am I, and it's t- taking a toll on me at 26. So I get. <laughs> I'm with you, David Ortiz. I understand.
3: Well, <laughs> look at it this way. Okay, you can say he doesn't do anything. He only hits all that. I get that, but it's a long season. 162 games, whole off season. You know, staying in shape, spring training, getting yourself really, really into it. The whole season, then even longer if you get into the playoffs. That's a it's a long season. It's a lot of work, and if you're, and obviously he needs to do a lot of work to stay in shape because he doesn't play as much and he's 40 years old. So between doing all of that and staying in shape and everything, it's a lot of work. And he's been doing this for, you know, almost 20 years. It's a long time. So you can only, when I say, th- I feel like players who are older, especially in baseball, if you're sitting there in like November, December, you're like, oh, a whole nother year of this. And then if you're him thinking like, a whole another year, and then a whole nother year again, a whole other year, it might, at some point you're just going to be like, all right, I've had enough of this. And I think, I kind of feel like that's what happened.
0: Don't get me wrong. That's probably what happened. I'm just throwing this out there to talk about it. Um, because that's what I do. And, I also wouldn't be surprised if, years down the road, when he writes a book, because you know that's coming, and when this might come up, he might say, well, you know, I was kind of disgusted with the situation. That This might come up, I w- and again, I wouldn't be surprised if that come up. You know, like, I know you guys don't want to believe what I'm trying to say, but like if it, like I said, if 5, 10 years, 15 years from now he writes a book and that's in it, would you be shocked?
1: No, I won't be shocked, but uh, it's not that I don't want to believe it, it's just that I just <laughs> really don't believe it, <laughs> and if it comes out, then I'll be like, okay, well – I was wrong cause and I'll own up to it in five, ten, fifteen years when we're still doing the show. So, <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh yeah, yeah. The show, this show, will be big time by then.
1: <laughs> no, I, uh, it could go either way. I mean, I won't be. Sh- like I said I won't be shocked, but I don't think I don't think that's what's going to happen.
3: Yeah, I get what you're saying, but it just for a person like him, I don't I don't see that as being the case. I think he definitely does what he wants, and he does. I mean, I think he thinks in terms of. The team, too. I mean, he's he's a team player and, you know, he's got a great relationship with a lot of people. So I think, in terms of doing it now and giving them time, I think it was nice of him to be like, all right, this is my last year. Now you guys can look ahead and
0: yeah, plan figure ahead. out what
3: the heck you're doing with this garbage that is Hanley Ramirez.
0: Yes. Well, see, now they can, it, it makes the Hanley thing a little better. I know no one wants to say better when it means Hanley playing the field, but I can deal with one year of Hanley at first base if he's okay. Um didn't you say then, World
3: Series or bust?
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I agree.
0: Don't get me wrong. It's going to be a bust year if that's the case because they're not winning the World Series next year. But, but for the future-wise, as a Red Sox fan looking ahead, it it makes me feel a little better knowing that Hanley will be your DH in, a, in two years rather than three or four, you know?
1: I mean, yeah, but we could...
0: Don't get me wrong. I don't want him here. I want him gone. But we, Figure that out.
1: But left field was such a bust, and that was... Like oh, that's just a year with him in left field. And okay, but
0: he's terrible. never played outfield a day in his life. At least he's fielded a ground ball before. But like, he didn't know
1: what tag to put on first base. I mean, what what foot to put on foot? first base? Yeah, don't get me wrong, Lauren.
0: You you're not you're, you're preaching to the choir here. I'm not sitting here and saying I want him to play first base at all. But like, if it means I would him healthy, his bat's phenomenal still. I think. And yeah. So if you,
1: I don't disagree with that at all. I don't know. I don't want him. At, I, everyone knows I don't want him on this team at all.
0: The way I'm looking at this, Lauren, is this: wouldn't if if he was DHing this year, you wouldn't care, right?
1: No, oh, because he wouldn't be in the field. But that's exactly.
0: Answer. I would say But you're not gonna trade him. You're not gonna trade him. He. Baby- so like you're not you're not gonna make that work because you're gonna eat a crap ton of his money and now I wouldn't want to eat that much money because you're, next year you can actually use him for where he's supposed to be.
1: But if he's horrendous at first base this year, it's uh, it's I don't know. What are they gonna do with? If he's for, through the first no, 10, 15, 20 games, and he's just terrible, absolutely terrible, can't play, for whatever reason, can't play first base. What do you-
0: Knowing John Farrell? Nothing.
1: Ugh, fish pot. He'll
0: leave him there, and he'll figure it out, and he'll make him figure it out, well, and then he won't figure it out. Trust me, I don't want him here, guys. I, I... Don't want him here at all. But that's the thing but you're, you're, a you're talking about. Ninety-five percent chance he's going to be here. You're
3: talking about his bat, though, and how he can still have a good bat, and then obviously going through the whole year at first base and then having DH. I don't want him in the clubhouse. I don't care what he does in the field. <laughs> that's great if he can play first. Great for him if he can still hit a DH. Great for him. You can probably find someone who's just good who isn't a total a hole in the clubhouse. That's my problem. I don't care what he does in the field. I don't want him on the team because of his stupid attitude. That's my problem.
0: I mean. I agree with you, Jess. Like, he's a douche. Like, he shouldn't be in the clubhouse. But I'd rather knowingly – if if we're going to have to put up with him in the clubhouse anyway, I'd rather knowingly know that he's going to be a DH in a year rather than two or three.
3: Yeah, well, Again, I have not laughing.
0: saying I don't yeah, want him here. I have trouble even getting to that point. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a struggle. Don't get me wrong. Um, I hope he proves this all wrong. I hope he's fantastic. I, I'm all for that. I just can't stand
3: him.
1: Yeah, I'm not rooting for him to be bad by any means. I want right. him to succeed here, of course, but I just don't think he's a good fit for first base, even if it's just for one season.
3: It's so oh, an important again. position. It's not easy. I don't
1: care what no, anybody says. No, it's not. It's a position, very crucial.
0: Yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather let Travis Shaw do it. I've told you guys a thousand times with this, but I know it's not going to happen. Travis Shaw better make the roster, that's all I'm saying. He better make the opening day roster.
3: Put Pl- with Hanley, so at least we can have not crap half, half of the time. Yeah, and then <laughs> let Hanley
0: DH when you give days, Ortiz days off. It, it, Chris uh, – I almost said Chris Davis. Uh, um, Travis Shaw should be on this team. He's earned that right. So Yeah, they we'll should at least see. give
3: him another chance, yeah, to see, yeah. see if he can sustain what he did last year,
0: yeah. Um, back to Ortiz now for a minute because this conversation got brought up a lot this week. After he announced his retirement, all of a sudden people went, oh, well, now we know when he's going to be on the ballot, which is 2021 it's five years after you stop playing this guy should be a first ballot hall of Famer. and i know we're biased because we're in new england i don't think that's really a thing though like that this guy should with numbers aside and what he did in his career and the clutch thing in mr october and all this stuff he was clutch his entire career and he should be a first ballot hall of Famer. Now the question guys is he going to be
1: i think that's Tough to answer right now. I mean, we'll have to see. This season aside, he's a Hall of Famer, period. I don't see why he wouldn't be a first ballot Hall of Famer, but with the baseball writers and how they how they choose who goes into the Hall of Fame, I can see why he wouldn't be. Like I said, I know we're a little biased because we're, we're <laughs> from Boston. We've rooted for him for the, like, I feel like, hundreds of years. I think I think he does get it, but I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't.
3: Yeah, I could totally see either way. Either obviously, I strongly 100% think that he should, biased or not. I mean, you you gotta look at what this guy's done. It's not it's not just you're not just looking at stats, and you're not just. You know, looking at one or two things. You look at, like you said, Jared, the playoff stuff, the World Series, and in the 86-year drought, the influence he has on the city, on, you know, the Boston Marathon bombings, just everything. He's always there. He's the big, he's the big warm, cuddly teddy bear that you can give a big hug and makes everyone feel better. He helps all the rookies. Like, he does everything. He is, like, the ultimate baseball player. I don't give a crap if he doesn't play in the field. That's totally irrelevant. Over 500 home runs, all the numbers he has, all the influence he's had, it's. I don't get how anyone can look, overlook that and be like, oh, he's not good enough. Like, put it all together. Come
0: on. Yeah, Yeah. no, he... Numbers-wise, clutch-wise, he's good. But just baseball-wise, you know what it is. It's the steroid thing. Yeah, which it's is deli- crap. Yeah. Oh, I completely agree. Don't get me wrong. It's not proven. Completely agree. Yeah. It's not proven. He's a lot better off than what some of these guys are that are in the argument, like the Piazzas and the Clemens and the Andy Pettis, who went to court. Like, these guys had literal cases against them in federal court, and they are linking. They are linking David Ortiz to him because his name showed up on a preliminary report. How many years ago now? Six, like it was
3: 2009.
0: Yeah, that's what. I, okay, so it was six years ago that he was linked once in a prelim report. That and his name has never showed up again. And he's been better since that time. He's the most. Like he's he's the most tested better. player in the
3: league too. That's a yeah, proven he, fact that he is the most. He's been tested like probably like eighty or ninety times since then, or something insane.
0: Yeah. So. We we up here know that he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. The baseball writers need to get their heads out of their tailpipes and realize he also is a first ballot Hall of Famer. I think he's getting in. I think at some point he will be in the Hall of Fame. It will not be 2021 because I think the baseball writers will not get their heads out of their Ray Rens, and I think they're going to be the same situation. Now, don't get me wrong. I could be proven wrong because six years from right now is a huge difference. Sure. Yep. So – that could change people's minds in six, six years between now and then because they're also making a rule now that like if you don't have your BBWAA card for like five or six years, then you – or I don't – is it five, six, or ten? I can't remember. I know it's a big difference, but um they're taking your vote away. Like you have to consistently be right because now the rule is like before it was as long as you had written at some point, you have a vote so you die. But now they're changing it so that if you don't keep, your, if you don't keep up with covering baseball, you're going to lose your vote, which is the way it should have been in the first place. But – um So some of those guys who are old-fashioned guys who aren't writing anymore who still vote – anyway, those guys will be weaned out. And some of the younger guys who are up and coming, who are in college now, our age, people who who have votes will start to have more votes and that kind of stuff. So we might see a huge change in six years.
1: And if the only thing he has on his quote-unquote record is a preliminary report – I mean, you have people like A Rod, like Jared, like you said, you named a couple of other people, but I mean, you have people A Rod was suspended for an entire season and yeah. continuously taught, like, tested positive for steroids, lied about it, and lied about it.
0: On- and then tested positive again.
1: Yeah, especially. <laughs> then you have, I mean, obviously he'll never get into the Hall of Fame, but then you have David Ortiz who was just showed up on this report and nothing was ever spoken of it again except by Yankees fans. they like, oh, he juices too. Like, Go home.
3: Yeah, yeah. indeed. Something like Marvin <laughs> McGuire. I mean, he admitted it. Oh yeah, during that season I hit uh, seventy home runs. Yep, I was taking steroids. He knew it. Like these guys, a lot of these
0: guys have admitted it. Yeah, the, the problem with this situation is, and I, I really I, the thing is too, like six years from now, his report will then be twelve years in the past, showing up once on that blip radar. But it will probably still have the same effect in the old, in the old fashioned guy's mind than it does as it does now. The one that bugs me the most. And I've never liked this guy. He's a writer around here. Dan Shaughnessy um, has come out and said he's not voting for David Ortiz already. He said he's not a Hall of Famer because of the steroids thing.
3: Well, he also has a lot of personal problems with Ortiz, which he's very <laughs> openly talked about.
0: No, I know. And, he, and But that's the thing. Is that he's, he knowingly, he's, knowing that he's openly talked about those problems, he's still only coming out and saying the steroid thing. And he's covered this team alonger longer than most people in this town. And he's around this guy a lot. He does one-on-ones with Ortiz. He does all this stuff, yet he's still coming out and being crazy and saying that he's not going to vote for him. And it's guys like that that I hate about baseball writers. The sport is changing, and these old bags are still voting, and this sport's not going to go anywhere. Because, like, I think, and I've been on record saying this, all those guys from the 90s and early 2000s who were juicing like crazy, I believe they should be in the game, in the Hall of Fame. I do. I believe they should be.
1: That's a bold statement.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, they should be. Uh, I do Look, Barry, bon- Barry Bonds' name's already in the Hall of Fame. It's on the list, on the wall, to, like, home run leader. He's on the wall. He's in the Hall of Fame, so put him in. If you're willing to put his name there and recognize that he's the all-time home run champ, then why isn't he allowed to be in the Hall as a, as a, as a player as a whole?
3: This is probably an asterisk on, on the Hall of Fame wall. <laughs>
0: <laughs> then put an asterisk next to his – there actually is an asterisk next to his Hall of Fame wall. <laughs> Not going to lie, there is one there. Yeah. Um, but it's there, though. You know what I mean? Like, if you really didn't want him to be associated with that, then don't put his name up on the wall. And I understand that's the Hall of Fame's choice, not the writer's choice. So, like, it's a different thing. But, like, the writer should see, oh, well, I guess if, if the Hall is okay with putting it in there, then I think we, should, we need to, like, really rethink this. And I'm sick of it, and it's really annoying. And I think that David Ortiz is going to get screwed because of the writer's old-time thinking.
3: I just think there's a huge difference between admitting it and it being proven and not. Because there's a lot of guys who there's suspicion of, but there's been no proof. Like someone say, like Jeff Bagwell, there's no proof at all that people are suspicious of it. But then when you have people like A-Rod, Mark McGuire, you know, Rafael Palmero, people like that who have admitted to doing it. That's a totally different thing, and I don't think those guys should be in because if they admitted it themselves, then, they, then they're taking away all, the all their credibility. Good for them for admitting it, but they still did it, and they said they did it, which is saying to us this isn't legit because it took me performance-enhancing drugs.
0: But my point, my point is this, and the, I, have, I love using the prime example that I'm about to use because it makes so much sense. All these guys did it. And I, I hate using the everyone did it thing, but everyone did do it. The biggest example I can use is Ricky Henderson. Was he ever caught? For using performance enhancing drugs,
3: ever? No, he wasn't, right?
0: No, he's in the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. Have you looked at that dude's ass
2: no.
3: and his
0: calves? He's big, yeah. He's juicing like nobody's all nobody's business. He was juicing. There's no way around that, but he didn't get caught, so he's in. Yeah,
3: but how do you have? Pro- I mean, how do you have proof of that? You, I mean,
0: he was like the same size as Mark McGuire was. No, that's not true. Yes, he was. Yes, he no. was. If you look, if you go look back at his calves and his quads compared to Mark McGuire's they're pretty close
1: I'm going to do a side-by-side frame <laughs>
0: like, like he Ricky Henderson was huge I just never had but he, never got that impression. but he never he never got caught there's no way that guy was not sticking a needle in his arm there's no way
3: does it make your whole body bigger though not just your one half of your body
0: yeah he he, he, was, he had a bigger upper body but his legs were bigger Yeah, but he was so
3: fast he got so many steals how do you get all that, how do you get steals if you're huge
0: well, you can still do your agility work and, and like, the steroids – what steroids do, Jess, is it, it enhances what you're training. It doesn't just right. make you muscle-bound. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it enhances you so that if you're working on speed and getting faster, the steroids enhance that. But So he was lifting and doing um, – that's the word. Like cardio? Cardio. More cardio, more, more speed and agility drills. So he was maintaining his speed while, quote-unquote, juicing because I don't know. But look at look, I, I, that's the best example I could offer, because if you look at him compared to everyone else, they're like the same size. And then you look at Pedro, who was a twig and clearly was not juicing.
1: Yeah, okay. I mean, I get what you're saying, but I just feel like he, if he wasn't caught, like how how do you not get caught? And I know testing wasn't you know, testing's a huge thing now, but I feel like he would have if
0: when did he retire? I really don't remember. Ricky Henderson. 2003?
3: Yeah. Okay. I mean, isn't that the case? You get tested and it either is positive or not? I mean, what, is there a way around that?
0: Well, they weren't testing for everything back then.
1: But I feel like they, they would weren't. be testing for PEDs.
0: Maybe he wasn't on PEDs. Maybe he had a better doctor. Maybe he was getting fed stuff they weren't testing for yet.
1: You're just and- full of conspiracy theories and- today. <laughs>
0: It's steroids. Everything's conspiracy with steroids. I've, no, I've never
3: heard anybody talk about Rick Anderson in terms of that, so I don't know.
0: I'm, and I'm, gonna be, I'm not the first. I've heard it before. I know I'm not the first. Um, I think that it's a fair argument because if you look at him side by side with some of the other guys, they're like the same size. And there's no way a guy that little is that jacked without doing steroids because he wasn't tall. He wasn't a big dude. Oh, he was tiny. Yeah, exactly. So that's my argument. Don't get me wrong. I don't think that's going to work anyway. I-, I think that David Ortiz is going to get screwed. I really do. That's I- I my gut. I think he's going to get screwed. I don't think he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, but I think that he will get in. Do you guys think he will get in at all?
3: I sure hope so. Yeah, I think so. But yeah,
0: I, w- because I would be how long- surprised if
3: it was right away either because of everything we've said so far.
0: Which? How long, are you on- how long are you on the ballot for before you're off?
1: 15 years.
0: 15 years, right? So if it's... Twenty-one years from now, people are still not over this. That's a joke.
1: I yeah. mean, Bryce got in on his last year of eligibility, so. <laughs>
3: Thank God. <laughs> yeah. He deserved it.
1: I don't think we'll be waiting fifteen years to see David Ortiz in the Hall of Fame, but. <laughs>
0: that would be Could you imagine? Weird. 20, Twenty years from <laughs> now. Twenty-one years from now would be when <laughs> he last year. If we had to wait twenty-one years from now, I'll be ki- I'll have kids and it'd be an old man by then. <laughs> And, he'll be,
1: All those and people... he'll
0: be 61 years old. <laughs> oh my <laughs>
1: like, god. It's so weird to think about.
3: Yeah, it really is weird to think about players that we watch now being like 67 years old. It is strange.
1: Like great players yeah. and so- throwing oh. out the first pitch of Fenway from a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh. Yep. Oh, uh, man. I don't want to talk about our, our idols getting old like that. Like, wait till David would 60 or like 70. <laughs> like, oh. Okay, another question, because we're going to stay on the Ortiz train. Does his number get up next to Pedro's at Fenway? Absolutely. You know their criteria, though, Jess. He's got to be in the Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah, no questions asked, though. That number's getting retired.
0: It has to. Three championships? Just that alone. Yeah, but their criteria is they got to be in the Hall. Well, maybe they'll make... I mean, well, let's... They could, never have, they could have no one wear it again, but if they stick to their guns... I didn't know people, that was... Cause, is that really the criteria? Why do you think Pedro's not up there until the year he got in?
3: True. Yeah, that's true.
0: Happened like the week after. Yeah, it did. You're right.
1: If by some weird chance Ortiz does not get into the hall, I still think that number is going up just because what we talked about earlier—what he did for the team, the city, and the clutch hits, and just the speeches, the quotes, his attitude as a person on and off the field—and like that, there's no way it doesn't get retired.
0: I, don't get me wrong, I would love to see them make an exception because I don't think anyone needs to wear 34 again ever in a Red Sox uniform. Or a Celtics uniform. Um, or Celtics <laughs> uniform. And no, one, and no one will. And either one, no one will. Yeah. Um, so that's where I stand on that. I think he will. I think he'll be up next to Pedro. I think Pedro and all these guys will be back again. Tim Wakefield, who always is around, will have something to do with it. And
3: yeah. I think
0: it's always funny. By the random side note, I think it's always funny when they have people, oh, but your friends who came back to see you Jason Veritek and Tim Wakefield, guys, they're, they're, they're at there. the ballpark yeah. every other day. Yeah. Tim Wakefield works for Nesson.
3: And was sitting there doing the, the pregame show, and then he walks over onto
0: the field. <laughs> Your friend came to see you, guys. He's there every day.
1: Surprise! No, I, I, I've already seen him. Like, we had dinner tonight.
0: Yeah, I, I just saw him two minutes ago. Guys, it's not, a, it's not a surprise.
3: Jason Veritek came all the way from the clubhouse. Yeah. it's incredible. Like I,
0: I hate and now Pedro's around all the time too, so it's like it's just like stop hyping that up. We know they're there; they're there like every game.
3: <laughs> Come on now! I'm, I'm with you on that.
0: Oh man, I wonder how much David Ortiz will be around when he's done.
3: Depends on what he does. Yeah. Is he gonna work for the team I guy? want him to get
0: a TV. I want him to get a TV gig. <laughs> I would love to see Ortiz get a TV gig. Work with Millar. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> Endless laughs. I would love Millar on TV. Kevin Millar is great on TV. Well, he was made for TV. He was made for what he's doing. I love his show. His show's great on MLB Network.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. I love that show.
0: It's such a, such a great show. Yeah. yeah. I remember I remember he was there when I interned with Comcast back in the day, and I went to one of the Red Sox games with the Photogs and uh, Jess Moran, and he was there doing um, intentional talk from Fenway. So I met him while I was there. He's, such the, he's the funniest dude. He's so easy to talk to. He's great.
3: Because he says whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah, and
0: and but like he gets away with it and all this stuff and it's just it, it I love his no sensor filter. And him talking to Dan Shaughnessy on the field in 04, oh four, uh don't count those socks out yet.
3: Yep. Kevin Millard's a man.
0: Oh man.
3: But yeah, Dave RC right, so then- absolutely retires number. That's that would be a crime not to. The only guy on all three championship teams. I mean, everybody up there except Pedro doesn't have a championship. So
1: yeah. that's a good point.
3: Yeah. So it happens that you don't win one for 86 years.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. Not a lot of people <laughs> have them. <laughs>
3: so if those was are up there and he's not, there's something really, really wrong with that.
0: Yeah. Um. So general consensus, we all like, we, we're not mad that David Ortiz is retiring. We're going to be very emotional this summer. Uh, so it'll perfect. make for, it'll make for some good uh, shows all summer for here, us here on Red Sox beat. Um, and
3: nice to know too, that we have, that we get, like to know like this is the year to enjoy i'm like this is it. oh
0: i'm gonna be at the ballpark so much yeah it's just i'm gonna be there so much i, I am- can't
3: imagine it'd be like hit, like him retiring after the year and not say anything it's just like oh man now he's done it's over i'd be like what
1: <laughs> what oh my god i didn't i was gonna go yesterday and i didn't <laughs> what, what the i am kind of bummed that he announced it before tickets went on sale because now they're just gonna jack up the prices
0: yeah it's not Unless fair
1: the last home game at fenway it's like
0: Okay. Another one, another conspiracy theory. He did it for the Red Sox, Give him a little help on the on the ticket sales. That wouldn't surprise me. They
1: never have problems with ticket sales, though.
0: Yeah, but they can raise the prices. Like you said,
1: Pish posh. Yeah, but like, or he like, doesn't want people
0: to not
3: go to the game because they're so expensive.
0: You guys are the you guys are the worst. Just just agree on these things. <laughs> no. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that works. It's okay, I don't mind being the voice of reason here, like I'm like you guys. <laughs> um. Uh. All right, so yeah, like I said, general consensus: we all think he's getting in the hall at some point. We're all going to be emotional next summer. It's going gonna, it's gonna to suck, but hopefully, they, hopefully they at least make the playoffs. That would be nice. Like make the playoffs. Like give me something to root for. Give him another chance to be Mister October and just kind of go from there. And if they do something, they do something. That's kind of where I'm at.
3: I just can't imagine not having this big stick in the middle of the lineup. Can't.
0: I'm going to leave that one alone. And <laughs> I agree. <laughs> um, that Jared. Come on.
3: <laughs> hey, hey,
0: you said it, not yes, me. Bats um, are
3: called sticks in baseball. My
0: friend. The problem is for that note too, Jess. They really have to plan ahead now because that's not just David Ortiz. You really are losing a left. You're losing a left-handed power bat oh, that you've me. had consistently there for years, oh, yeah. and you haven't had to worry about it. Now, don't get me wrong. Xander Bogarts is a great three hitter, but now you're going to go right-handed with Xander in 2016. If Hanley's still here, he'll hit up. He's righty, and then Pablo Sandoval, who switches, who probably isn't going to switch ever again. So it's a gigantic loss. You need to figure out. You need a left-handed bat.
3: Yeah, it's made the offense click for all these years. It's perfect having a power-hitting lefty right there in the middle. That's what I'm saying. It's going to be a huge deal not not having him there. All everything aside, and you know, or him being old and all that, yeah. it's it's going to be a huge difference.
0: Uh, so yeah, so they they have a hole to fill, but they'll probably worry about that next year. Maybe they'll make a deal at the deadline if they're in it, and they can maybe get another left-handed bat. I wouldn't be opposed to that. Um, but they still have to worry about their pitching. That's the main priority here. Um, So we had some other Red Sox news, guys, too. And as much as I I could sit here and talk about David Ortiz forever, um, the biggest one to me so far, these rumors, um, John Lackey, the Red Sox are interested in bringing John Lackey back?
1: I've heard the rumors swallowing around. I don't think there's... Real- they're linked yeah they're linked but I don't think there's a chance that he's coming back he wants to stay in the NL and I would
0: love it oh, I would love I'd it. love
1: for him to be back too oh. he's pitched here he knows what we're about obviously he won a championship with us he can pitch in big games he can pitch in the regular season but he's 37 and I, think- I don't care well, I, I think the Red Sox do and I don't think you have a say in who comes here no offense to you Jared but I- <laughs> stop it yes
0: I do of course I do
1: I don't think uh-
0: I have Dombrowski on speed dial
1: yeah hook uh, me up Tell him I said what's up.
0: <laughs> tell him I said what's yeah. up? Okay. I'll, I'll tell him that you want Hanley gone.
1: Yes, yeah, please. Please relay the message.
3: <laughs> yeah, I want Lackey, too. That'd be great. veteran experience and everything, but doubt he would want to come back. And yeah, Cafardo said today in the Globe that he wants to stay in the National League and poss- probably the Cubs or the Giants. Possibly the Cardinals, but more likely to be Cubs or Giants. I would not surprised if he just went to the Cubs so he could hang out with Lester some more.
1: It's so like, can you imagine if the Cubs land Price and, like, and him somehow? Oh,
0: like, God.
1: Like, World Series that would
0: make them World Series favorites, not going to lie. Just doing that would make them World Series favorites. Crazy. Because that was one of the major holes they had. And now to have four guys deep, that's huge. Um, I w- and If he goes to the Giants, he gets to pitch with Jake Peavy again. So, like, either way, it's kind of a win-win for him. And, but if, if I was him, I'd go to the Cubs. Why not? They're in a great situation.
1: But if it's going... In the way that it's gone for the Giants the past every other year, they'll be winning next year.
0: That's right. You know how great it would be if you picked, like, the Cubs or the Giants and they face each other in the NLCS?
1: Oh, what an NLCS that would be.
0: That'd be fun to watch. I'd probably root for the Giants, though. The Giants. I love the Giants. I love the Giants. They've
3: already <laughs> won. won three out of six. We don't need to win again. Four, Three out of seven. They,
0: they have, to stay, have to stay on their trend. Four out of eight, man. Yeah,
3: well, they've had enough.
0: The Red Sox just need to get off their trend. They need to make the world playoffs and, like, be, get out of last place for everyone's sake. Yeah. Oh, man. Another thing I wanted to ask you guys about, because obviously Lackey's kind of uh, here here and there, or there. He's probably not coming back. Um, would you guys want Jason Hayward?
1: Mm. I guess if it was a like a last resort kind of thing.
0: If you could trade, say you had to trade Jackie Bradley or Ruiz Negaccio, because I know you're not touching both uh, bets, trade one of those two in a package for pitching wouldn't he be a great option to have come in? He's not that old. Oh, yeah,
3: he's 26. Absolutely get me, him, him to me over to Castillo any day.
1: Yeah, if, if, if you're getting rid of Castillo, yeah, sign me oh, up. Oh, yes,
3: yeah, absolutely. Because he hits what? He's like a 260 hitter,
1: uh, 265.
3: a little bit better than that. Let's see. Uh, you're anyway, right, 268,
0: yeah. So he's around there. And, but his defense is good enough. He's a phenomenal defender in a small bar park like Fenway Park, and he's also, his average will rise because he can hit the ball off the wall. He's an opposite field guy. So,
3: 15 to 20 home runs. He's a good player. I mean, yeah. I would, he's never been a bad player. No. And He was really, really, really hyped up when he came in the league. I mean, he was second in Rookie of the Year in 2010 when he came in. He was an All-Star in his first season. He's a good player. Who drafted
0: him? Who drafted him?
3: Uh, Atlanta.
0: Braves. That's what I thought. I thought it was the Braves. Yeah. Um, he
3: was on him every he year in, t- until last year.
0: Yeah, that year he got... Because he had a really good start, and then he got hurt that one year, and that kind of screwed him. Yeah. And I think he's he's starting to really come back from that now, and I think now he's 100%. You saw it. He did really good things for the Cardinals. Um, they just kind of got screwed. I wouldn't be surprised if the Red Sox were in on him. Um, I, They won't get him, though, because they don't do that. Um, I think your outfield's kind of set where it is, to be completely honest. I don't think that's changing, but... Um, I would love Jason Hayward. Don't get me wrong. That's a great upgrade. Um, Smaller Red Sox news while we're doing Red Sox news here. Uh, Rich Hill signed with the Oakland A's for a year. Leave it to Billy Bean, man, to sign someone like this.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm glad he landed somewhere. I I didn't think he'd be back with Boston, but I'm glad that he's getting another chance at this. And I know he's in his late 30s. So I hope he performs well in Oakland. I don't see why he won't. Hopefully he'll do well, I know he ended the season really well here, but good for that.
0: He fixed it. he fixed his mechanics. He seemed to understand his arm at that age. He hit his spots. I don't see why he wouldn't. But, again, this is a guy that Billy Bean wants. Old, cheap dude who can get you some value innings. It's a value guy. It's Moneyball. This is Moneyball.
1: Yeah,
3: no reason not to. I mean, if he can, can carry his momentum from what he did with us last year to the beginning of the season, you get some good starts out of him, get some good wins. I mean, he's, he's a good pitcher, and he's been good in the past. No, no reason. Harm in doing it, really. If he's not good, then whatever. You sign him for a year.
0: Yep. Um, other news Red Sox have uh, DFA Josh Rutledge. Not really surprised. That probably means they're keeping Brock Holt.
3: Well, that's good. To get in, if you're going <laughs> to pick one of the two of them, obviously you're going to want Holt.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, good. I'm glad I'd rather Brock Holt over Rutledge because he's such a solid utility player. You can put him anywhere.
0: Because so. you know, if they kept Rutledge, that would have meant something was going on with Brock Holt.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Rutledge Rutledge isn't an all-star, so...
0: Because what I'm saying is, like, you know, if they were to trade Brock Holt, they would need someone like that, meaning Josh Rutledge, to take over. Right. Uh, Because Josh Rutledge, don't get me wrong, he's he's not a terrible player, and he can play a few positions. So he's a good utility guy to have, he just can't play everywhere but catcher like Brock Holt can.
3: Yeah, he's good, he's definitely good to have him. He has potential, but when you have someone like Holt, who's like Rutledge except better and more versatile, then it makes sense for Rutledge to go somewhere else and have a chance to play somewhere else where a team needs him.
0: Yep. Um, so there you go. That's some more Red Sox news. Dave Roberts. We all know that name. That Yeah, that Dave Roberts. He is expected to be the new manager of the Dodgers. Um, is this a good fit, guys? I mean, I know he's been with the Padres for a few years now. That's where he is right now, right? That's where he had been. Um, I I don't know if I like this. Can he handle that team?
1: I think he can. I think he's kind of a guy who's up for anything – kind of a challenge and anything that's thrown his way and I'm really excited to see what he can do with this team next season and I mean it was it was random I knew he had been interviewed but I'm glad he's got it I think he'll be I think he'll be a fine coach
3: yeah good for him I, I mean obviously we all love Dave Robertson in, in these parts but you know he's a smart dude he's an intelligent dude I know everyone loves him he's a great guy
0: if from all- he knows his baseball. Oh, absolutely. He knows his baseball.
3: So it just yeah. makes sense that he'd be a coach. And I think, I mean, talk about big moments. He was in the biggest moment of all here with that steal. So you can translate that right into the, right into uh, managing in a, in a big place like L.A. And I I, I don't see why. I don't, I don't have any reason to think he wouldn't be good.
0: I'm intrigued to see how he handles the egos. I'm intrigued to see how he handles the big names, dealing with other money, dealing with Magic Johnson. I'm intrigued by all of that because we all know Puig's temper. Adrian Gonzalez doesn't like to be tested at all. We've seen that here, too. So if if he ever went after Adrian Gonzalez for any reason in terms of him not playing all well, how would he respond? I don't know. There's just a lot of X factors there to me. Don't get me wrong. I think Dave Roberts will be a great manager in this league. He knows the game. It might not work out in L.A. It might be a first job thing where he doesn't pan out and he gets his success somewhere else. And he- I also wouldn't be surprised if he powers through it and does well. It's kind of an... 50 for me right now. He might, also, be, he might be too
3: nice. That's my only concern. Go ahead,
0: Lauren. I was yeah. going
1: to say he's—he's he's also a very nice person. He's very personable. And he's very—I I, can—I can see that leading to being almost a doormat kind of thing. And people are like, oh, he's just so nice, and people will take to him. But then I don't want the egos, like you said, Jared, to take advantage of that niceness.
0: Because we know how bad we can be. Yeah. I've yeah. seen it. I—I I so, can go
3: either way. Either they take advantage of it, and it could go really south or they could respond to it and be like wow this guy's actually legit let's actually listen to him and stop being egotistical yeah
0: yeah and Puig was rumored to be on the block like he was rumored to be gone in the event they ended up keeping him but between him and Adrian Gonzalez those are two big egos plus Carl Crawford's still on that <laughs> team
1: I mean I'd be more worried about Crawford than Gonzalez
0: Gonzalez doesn't care he's just like emotionless
1: yeah <laughs> then Crawford-
0: you know wonder what wonder where his career would be if he didn't leave Tampa Crawford yeah yeah like, he, he was a stud he was so before cool. he came here. He was a stud. It's because no
3: one gave a crap until he came to a big place, and
0: everyone's all over him for everything, and he's like, oh, <laughs> baby, I can't handle it. Yep. Oh,
1: Carl. Precisely.
0: <laughs> Carl, crap, Just like that. Just like that. Every press conference, just like that. Um, uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm just so – I just can't. I hope I hope that he does well. I really do. I hope that Dave Roberts does well, because obviously we all have a warm spot in our heart for the deal, and – him breaking, helping break a curse, but I just think that he might have too much to handle out there in L.A. That's all.
3: Yeah, I could totally go either way. So we'll, we'll just root for him and hope he, hope he can push through.
0: Definitely have to wait and see on that one. Um, before we get to, because I know we want to talk about the Cy Young and the MVP stuff because we did our predictions, can we talk about Yoan Mankata real quick? Because I forgot about this, and Jess, you put it on here for the uh, pre-show prep, and his, the, the picture that popped out of his off-season workouts, his arms are
1: huge. Yeah, they are. Crazy. I hope he's
0: not on something. I really hope he's not on something, guys. Yeah.
1: I mean, Me too. I mean, I don't know if you guys watched the video of him like li- lifting the the.
0: God, yeah. And I
1: didn't. I don't know what the what the weights are, but they're obviously very large. And you know, I work in a gym. I've seen what like how these guys can just lift and be really big.
0: But well, those are probably twenty five pound weights, right?
1: I wouldn't be surprised if they're more. If they're close to 40 or 50.
0: Maybe forty fives.
1: I wouldn't be surprised.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't either. And I
1: know he's a hard worker, (laughs) so, I mean, there's no, I mean, there's no, he could be in the gym every day working, working really hard. He's only 20, so he might be really, like, preparing himself to be in the majors and be a.
0: Especially this generation. This generation of kids. I know he's not from here, but, like, everyone nowadays under the sun at, at our age and a little younger lifts constantly. Like, it's just what they do. And in Cuba, what else did he have to do? He wasn't, like, allowed to do anything.
1: Right. Yeah, and... yeah, that makes sense. I don't...
0: But also, I wouldn't be surprised if he's choosing either, guys. I would... Like, I don't know. Like, I can't look at him seriously without thinking he's popping something.
1: I mean, and... I hope he's not. But I guess that's another thing we'll just wait and see about because it's obviously going to come out if, if he is. But yeah, I think in a... In a league where you're constantly being tested, I hope he'd have more common sense then, than that.
0: Well, he wasn't being tested until he got... You know what I mean? Like, in all those pictures of him being huge down in Cuba, he wasn't being tested down there. You can do whatever you want in those leagues. So, like, now he's coming here, and it's a matter of if he was or not. Because we'll tell if he was. Because if he was, and he comes here and obviously has to get clean, you'll see it.
1: Oh, of course. But I think like, he'll, he's going to be smarter than that. I, I would hope, anyway.
0: I think the Red Sox will make sure he's smarter than that. One can at least to the best of their ability can only do so much as a team, but
3: yeah, I hope that he's not juicing or anything. I mean, yeah, if you go to the gym and you lift weights and you know, over time, you're going to get muscles. And if he's a, like a fanatic about it, then you obviously, that, that's something that can happen. I mean, I've, I've been lifting stuff and trying to get more muscle and I've got, I've even gotten a little more and I'm a little skinny, skinny little 140 pound dude. So. Oh, just a already...
0: <laughs> yep, just... sticking a needle in his arm. <laughs>
3: So yeah, I don't, I don't. I mean, sure anything could happen, but you assume he's just working hard, and you can
0: hope. Yeah. Because if that if that dude's legit in terms of not juicing, that's your future. That guy is going to be able to hit the crap out of the ball.
3: Yeah, I'll get excited about it when he's actually here.
0: Yeah, me. Too. I mean, yeah, we don't. I mean, he's what he played single like Greenville last year. Like, yeah. He's he's young. No don't get me wrong, but it's nice now. He's in the system for a year. He'll have a full spring training. He'll be able to do that, then he'll start. He'll be able to have a full year in the minors and all that stuff, and you might see him, guys, you might see him in Portland next year.
1: I wouldn't be surprised, I guess, it just all depends on he, how he performs.
0: Yep. you can stay healthy and all that kind of stuff, yeah. Is he, he's a second baseman, right? That's what he's known? Yes. Yes. So like, he's basically whenever Dustin pedroia is gone. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we, we'll be waiting a while, then. <laughs> oh it's nice to know you have a replacement though that's for sure Oh yeah, um nice. so uh let's talk about speaking of big dudes let's talk about these winners around the league here um all the uh the voting was done uh, we we did this a couple weeks ago now right these, these were from a couple weeks ago these uh predictions yes. but we talked about the uh mvp and the Cy Youngs for each leagues um so jess you want to take us through this sure
3: yeah so uh we all predicted AL MVP, right?
0: Josh Donaldson was our pick, and Josh Donaldson got it. That was a no-brainer. Like, that... Yeah, there was... If anyone else... I don't think... I mean, if, if anyone else gonna be Trout, but Trout, like, mindlessly has all-star years every year, so, like...
3: Yeah, this was Donaldson's breakout year. There was... <coughs> excuse me. Some, some talk of Trout, but now it's totally Donaldson all the way. So, we got that. Uh, NL MVP was Bryce Harper. You guys Boom. both got that right, and... I decided to go with Paul Goldschmidt because I wanted him to get it, but I was pretty sure Parker was going to get it. It's the only <laughs> one I got it wrong, I'm okay with it, but it was unanimous. I wouldn't you know. have
0: been mad if Goldie got it, because Goldie's a good player. Yeah, he
3: had a great year, but Harper unanimous. It was, yeah. You know,
0: it was the first ever unanimous, wasn't he it? He great numbers, was it? I saw something about something being like the first ever unanimous or something like that. <laughs> oh, wow. That's crazy.
3: I don't think he was that much better than everybody else, but I guess it's some. It's a name, Bryce
0: Harper's got it. An aura attached to it.
3: Right. Yeah, no, it totally does. So that was that. He won an MVP. Um, for Cy Young's, Jake Arietta won AL uh, NL Cy Young, excuse me, which mm-hmm. I, me and Lauren both predicted. You predicted Zach Grinky. Yep. And, and it could have gone either way, but Arietta was the big 22 game winner and the incredible ERA, so that won out. And then the AL MVP uh, Cy Young was Dallas Keuchel, which you both got wrong.
0: Oh yeah, you loved to rub and that.
3: I got it right, so sign me up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he won it over over uh, David Price once again, like we talked about. Could have gone either way, but Keuchel had a great year, got his team to the playoffs, which no one expected, and he won it. So our final tallies: I went three and one. Lauren went three and one. Jared went two and two.
0: Um, can I tell you how more impressive this is to Jake Arrieta winning? Because now we see the news that he was battling arm fatigue.
3: Yeah. I think that was more in the playoffs. But, yeah, I mean, he pitched way more than
0: he ever had, so. If you're battling arm fatigue in the playoffs, you know, it was there towards the end of the year. It just doesn't pop up. Sure. Yeah. So, it's impressive.
1: It's a long season, too, for those pitchers. And even yeah. to pitch further into October and into the World Series and the, the ALCS, NLCS, all those, it's got, it obviously takes a toll on their arm. But good for him, like. 22 games, the low ERA, and then just doing really well in the playoffs, too. It's incredible.
3: Yeah, he pitched way more, way more innings than he ever had. I mean, he had one – he only had – his most before uh, – two seasons ago was 119. And uh, two years ago, he had 156 innings. And then last year, he had 229 innings and the playoffs. So no no wonder that happened. And it hurt them. I mean, he didn't pitch as well in the playoffs. And that was ultimately their downfall, unfortunately. he But – he laid it all out in the line in the regular season, and once so yeah, I get the uh, result.
0: Hey, I don't mind Jake Arrieta winning. Like, um, I know I didn't predict it. I more or less picked Granke because they could have gone either way, so I figured i would be different. Um, Which
3: is why I picked Goldschmidt. <laughs> yeah,
0: so I figured why not? Um, Jake Arrieta obviously deserved it. So there you go. Those are the, the four: Josh Donaldson, Bryce Harper, Dallas Keuchel, and Jake Arrieta are your winners around the league. Um, let's do let's do a little Red Sox before we get out of here for the week. Um, in terms of previewing more positions we did this we've been doing this for a little bit now here on Red Sox being obviously we had the full series of the written coverage which I think really went well personally I think we did a good job with that it did. I'll self yeah, I'll toot our word.
3: we got DH left which is Lauren's going to do earlier this week and then we'll be done with that series and yeah I think it was a very good success too it was Adam's idea it was a great idea and I think it went well
0: so um so you can go on and read those of course on Sionis Radio in the uh, Red Sox section you can go and check all those out um, but let's do positional previews here, and let's do let's start with third base. Um, I don't think there's any question who's going to be your starting third baseman this year, just because of the situation. It's probably going to be Pablo Sandoval. I think that's kind of set, and I'm okay with that because I've I've been in a firm belief since day one that he was going to have an adjustment period, and I'm not so shocked that he was struggling. He, his average this year wasn't far off his career average. He's not that much of a hit like he hits for average, but he's not that much of an average hitter. He's more known for his defense, and then the clutch hits when it matters in the postseason. That's why I wanted this guy. It's too bad we didn't get to the postseason, but um, he will prove valuable this year. I think he's going to bounce back this year with a full year within the AL East under his belt. I think he's going to come back strong this year. He showed flashes of it at the end of last year. I hope he tries to work on his switch hitting again that comes spring training. I hope he goes back to it because that's a huge plus for him. Um, but either way, I think this guy's going to have another breakout year. I think Pablo Sandoval's a good job, and I think behind him you have – um obviously Brock Holt, who can play everywhere. And then you have I think Travis Shaw is gonna get some time at third base this year as well. You saw him play flash of it this year. So I think those are your three guys really balancing for some time at third base this year.
1: Yeah, I mean you pretty much said it all and with uh Sandoval you said he started coming around later in the season and he made some really good defensive plays and I think the switch hitting would be really clutch for him to keep working on, especially if David Ortiz is leaving after the end of this season. And just to have that extra, you know, possible left-handed bat, if we need it, or right-handed bat, if we need it. So, and like you already said about Brock Holt, Travis Schaub, and Brock Holt we know can play third, he can play left, he can play catcher. Like, he can play anything. He's, I don't think there's any doubt that he'll probably have some time at third, but I think Sandoval's going to be our guy.
0: Is there any chance that they bring in someone to be another utility guy to back up Sandoval at third. I don't think so.
3: Yeah, I don't think so either. I don't know. I I mean, yeah, I'm all for him, you know, getting another chance, seeing you know, if he, like you said, Jared, shake off the rust from last year, get, get more into the flow of things, get used to the AL East. I'm all for that. I'm still skeptical of him. I don't – I didn't like – much of anything he did and I'm pretty I'm pretty easy on guys like I'm very willing to to wait and for some reason something about him just made me not want to wait for for him to get better so I'm I'm putting him on the hot seat and I think if he struggles for the first two or three months you're going to have some people talking there might be some problems because
0: oh not even two or three months it's going to be first couple weeks
3: so he's really on the hot seat then okay (laughs) like
0: this guy has to produce if Red Sox Nation wants to like be simmered like I think people were calling for his head people were calling for his head this year and if you come, if he starts the year at all horrible next year, first, I'm giving him a month before this, this town's allowed to be up in arms. It'll be sooner than that, I'm sure. But I think you give him a month, and then you see where it is. Um, yep, I, I think you're stuck with him. I really do. I don't think anyone's going to take him if, you're, if he's playing horribly. Um, so I, I think you're kind of stuck with him, and this is another lingering issue from Ben Sherrington. It's just he signed him for a lot of money, so you're kind of stuck with him. Um, the goal would be to get rid of either him or Hanley. I think that's you kind of stuck with both those contracts, though. I think the goal is it'd be great if you can get rid of either one, but I think Hanley's obviously the top issue. Um, I think Pablo Sandoval's here all year next year. I don't think he gets traded. I don't think he has an issue. I think he's fine. But I agree, yes, that he is on the hot seat.
3: Yeah, I I think he might have an issue, but I, I don't know. Same thing with him. I just I didn't like. I know he's supposed to be like a big clubhouse guy and everything. I I
0: don't like his attitude. I
3: don't. I feel like he didn't care that much. He just kind of. See, I think it's
0: Hanley. I think it's Hanley.
3: You think he's bringing him down? I think
0: it's Hanley. I mean, don't get me wrong. We've heard stories, we've heard stuff come out from the Giants um, clubhouse since he's left that he wasn't the greatest dude. But, like, I don't think this is all on him. I think Hanley has a negative influence on everybody. Look at David Ortiz. He had a shirt half undone this year with, like, chains hanging out. He never did that before.
1: <laughs> yeah, but David Ortiz, he doesn't have...
0: He... any hit, so I, I'll i let him have his pass. But, like, that's my point. That's all. That has Hanley written all over it.
3: Yeah, it could. So... I mean, I guess we'll see what happens this year. If it's Hanley, it'll still be there. But I want to, I want to see an attitude change for Sandoval. I'm looking for a lot more from him. And no like Instagram, said, no Instagram.
0: Yeah, I was <laughs> thoroughly, thoroughly unimpressed. So, oh man, no, don't, don't get me wrong. He's on the hot seat. But I just think that that's, that's kind of who you're dealing with this year. I think he's going to be the the guy at third base. Um, moving to the outfield now, guys. It's it, I wouldn't say it's much of a logjam, but it, you got Ruzney Castillo, Jackie Bradley Jr., and Mookie Betts whether you want to put – I think Ruznay is staying in left, and you have Mookie Betts and Jackie Bradley in left, in center, and right, flip-flopping, whatever. I think Mookie Betts should stay in center field, just me. But these three guys, I don't – I'm still not 100% set on them being your outfield come opening day, come spring training. I think these guys – there's something's going to budge there in terms of Dombrowski sending one of those guys out for some more pitching. I don't think you're going to have those three together come opening day. I
1: don't think – I mean, I don't think they'll be together – for the entire season, opening day, maybe, if they can package, hopefully, Castillo and he can get out of there. But for the most part, I think that's, that's our outfield.
0: I think Jackie Bradley has more value than Castillo does. I think Castillo has more upside of the plate than Jackie Bradley Jr. does. Um, I'd rather see Castillo stay because I think you're going to get more for Jackie Bradley. And then you can deal with Rusni Castillo because you'll bring in another outfielder who's probably good, whether it be Alex Gordon, Jason Hayward, or someone else.
3: That's a stupid thing that you can get more for Bradley than for Castillo because Castillo was supposed to be this new big thing, this great player. He wasn't at all what they thought he was going to be. They thought he was going to be like this big power hitter, like a fast stolen base, hardly yep. really stole any bases, hardly any home runs. He's just totally not at all what they wanted him to be. And, you know, he's 28, so it's not like he's like 21 or 22 and he's going to get way better. Like people like Betts and Bogarts and Bradley and everything. It's, he's already a little bit older and he just he just did not have what they were looking for. So i and for that reason, like you said, probably not a whole lot of trade value, but I would be totally cool if they got rid of him because I'd much rather have someone like Gordon or Hayward out there instead of Castillo.
0: And they both those guys are younger, too.
3: Yeah. So yeah.
0: I think it, it works out. They're already proven. Rusnak Castillo, good thing the Red Sox have a lot of money they can waste and throw around because this. I think this guy's going to be a bust. I don't like Rusnak Castillo, but I think that – Um. I'd rather still trade Jackie Bradley because you're going to get more for him and in the sense of if you're going to trade one of those three, I wouldn't mind being that being the outfield going into the uh, regular season. I really wouldn't. It was clearly worked last year. But the fact that you need pitching still shows me to believe that those are the three that you're willing to look at. Well, two, you're not trading Mookie Betts. Those are the two guys that you're looking at on this lineup the most that you're saying, okay, who's, who are we going to trade positionally for pitching? Unless you trade Blake Swihart.
1: I still don't think that's happening.
0: Yeah. Well, no, I know. My point is, is that like those are the two biggest names that we have to deal because it doesn't seem like they're gonna trade Blake Swihart. Right. I wouldn't mind them trading Blake Swihart. Go for it. But like, I think that that's the least option. The last option is gonna be trading Blake Swihart.
3: Yeah, I mean Bradley's probably the most hot commodity because he's got the arm and he had that ridiculous month at the plate. Who knows if that's anything like he can be at all? But it's. I mean, yeah, it's hard to know what he's gonna be able to give you, but. I'd obviously be cool keeping him and, and maybe Castillo will get better I mean who knows he did show flashes being a little better at the end of the season I just don't know if I don't think he'll be as good as they think he would be maybe slightly better than he was but yeah
0: I think overall
3: probably probably somewhat of a bust so I don't know we'll see
0: uh, well there you go Jess do you think that they those three do you think those three will be the three come opening day
3: I'd be more willing to say that than not yeah
0: yeah alright I mean, If that's the case, that means they did something wrong trading for pitching. Possibly. Um, because who else are you going to deal? It's not, someone's not going to take, like, I, at least in my opinion, before we get out of here, I don't think anyone's going to just take Henry Owens and like Brian Johnson for a good pitcher. You're going to have to throw a positional player in there. No,
1: but if you sign a good pitcher-free agent, that kind of takes the pressure off putting together.
0: Oh, that's the number one goal. Don't get me wrong. That's, especially now that you made the trade for Craig Kimbrell. Um, you need they, – they clearly are going for the free agent route pitching-wise. So um, I'll hope for Cueto at this point, I think, is the uh, probably the top target. That's realistic anyway.
1: Oh, yes. We all know.
0: Which, which I know Lauren's all for. All for.
1: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> he needs to be here like last week. Like, like last yesterday.
0: Week. <laughs> like, uh, like last month. Just bring him on. Just bring him on in. Oh, man. Well, there you go. That's another week of Red Sox beating, of course. It was brought to you by Casper, an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price because everyone deserves a great night's sleep. So you get $50 off any mattress purchased by visiting Casper.com backslash Celtics and enter the promo code Celtics to get the $50 off the very comfy mattresses. I love mine. I know they love theirs as well. So comfy, sleeping on a cloud. They have their firm mattresses too. So it uh it fits everyone. So no hesitation. Go it again, Casper.com backslash Celtics and use the promo code Celtics to get $50 off. You're cloud today. Oh, I'm so funny. Um, well, another great show. We've got a lot to talk about. Obviously, we got riled up with some more tease stuff. We um, got some caught up on the uh, Ward stuff. We got caught up on other transactions and um, Johan Moncada's giant arms, which, uh, which actually panned out well because we talked about steroids today. So it kind of worked out. talked about someone else's big arms besides someone from the 90s. Um, <laughs> so, again, don't forget you can follow us at Red Sox underscore beat on Twitter. Just search Red Sox Beat Podcast on Facebook. We're on uh, Tumblr, Facebook, Google+, uh, iTunes, Stitcher. iTunes, you can go to Red Great subscribe us, and that'd be great. Get, uh, get our name out even more. Help us get front and center on iTunes. Get our name out there more than it already is. Um, and like each and every week, we'll uh, be back next week because that's what we do. Don't take any break off in the offseason. We're, we're dedicated like that. We love our baseball. So until next week, for Lauren Campbell, Jess Tong, I'm Jared Bailey. Enjoy the baseball. Enjoy football if you're into that kind of thing.